Hi, this is Lucy Weston, and welcome to Chick Flick Chat. You are about to listen to a show that I previously recorded on another platform, and there are many pointers to other websites, but as of now, you'll only find us uh, at the appropriate podcast locations and www.chickflickchat.com. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy. Let's welcome Susan to discuss, dissect, and dish the details of today's Chick Flick Chat. Hello, Susan. Hi, Lucy. I was thinking that we're a month late with this movie, no? Well, it's funny you say that, Susan. I, I was When I was watching it again, I thought the same thing. But after writing out all my notes for the chat, I realized the universal themes that this movie brings up are real, not really specific to Valentine's Day. So I think we're okay with that, even though it's March and, and not February. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. And and I heard that they are uh, filming a spinoff called New Year's Eve, I believe. So love is love anytime, I guess. I guess so. And you know what? I guess New Year's Eve, what are the three big holidays? It's Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, maybe maybe Christmas Eve if you celebrate that. The rest, mm-hmm. uh, the rest really, it's the rest of the year is anybody's <laughs> what's going on relationship-wise. Um, listeners, as always, Susan and I have not discussed the details of this film, so if you want to jump in on the discussion, you can dial 909-265-9175. That's 909-265-9175, and press the number 1 if you'd like to talk, and I'll pick you up. Uh, okay, Susan, let's get going. Okay. Uh, we want to get to the heart of the matter, and that there was no pun intended there. The DVD jacket reads, in this Los Angeles set comedy from director Gary Marshall, the tripwires of modern love are exposed in a carousel involving relationships and the single life on the most romantic day of, this, of the year, February 14th. Proposals, infidelity, loneliness, and more are explored. This movie is an ensemble cast starring Julia Roberts, Ashton Kutcher, Jamie Foxx, Jessica Alba, Jessica Biel, Jennifer Garner, Anne Hathaway, Topher Grace, Bradley Cooper, Patrick Dempsey, Eric Dane, and many more. Okay, Susan. Thank you for that. Out of all the movies we've chatted about, I have to say, for me, that this one is the most quote-unquote chick flick of all of them that we've done. Do you agree or disagree? Um... I I I sort of agree. I have to say though, uh, on the romance level, I think Twilight had more romance than than this movie Valentine's Day. So okay, I know you're I know you're Twilight. I, I don't even consider this. <laughs> <laughs> I know we covered them because they were so hot, and and it, it is a female and it gave us a lot of great content to talk about. But uh, you know I. For me, the the closest one to this, and I think because of the, the uh, regular type of ensemble cast that that they use, which was uh, the movie He's Just Not That Into You, I thought that was a real chick flick. Um, yeah, yeah. Similar, but but that still, was, this yeah. one, this Valentine's Day, it, it was it was it's a lot of fluff. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that was an issue. There were too many relationships being explored here to really. 
build any kind of romance, any kind of bulk. So you get a yeah, lot I of agree. Plus. And yeah. out of the ten previous chick flick chats, this one, this was the weakest movie. I think even when you look at the Twilight and the New Moon, they they brought up a lot of. Uh, issues that you know that we yeah. things we like to talk about but this one very um it didn't offer much in the way of deep introspection for the characters male no. or female mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in fact i you know and i guess i sort of already uh, alluded to this but it was as glossy as the commercialism that the you know hallmark drives for the valentine's day holiday itself i i can't even yeah. remember the names of the characters so just mm-hmm. you know i don't know how you are with that but for 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 me and for the listeners i'd like to just use the actors names as we go through this chat to refer to the yeah. to the characters yeah i that's totally the first agree time we're going to do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's really that's the only way really to kind of keep it all together because like you said you you just lost their names there's so many of them there's so much going on so i think people are going to relate more to the the actor's name as opposed to the character's name Right, and and I'm not sure if, and I like Gary Marshall as a director. I'm not sure whether this was uh, uh, driven by direction or the writing. Uh, you know, there was some really good casting and some not so good casting. But anyway, okay, let's let's get to the meat of this. Let's get going. Or, or what did you say to the heart of the matter? Um, yeah, there's right. universal <laughs> issues that are brought up throughout this movie. And it opens with a proposal by Ashton Kutcher to Jessica Alba. And he goes around, she says yes. He goes around telling everybody, she said yes, she said yes. But everyone he encounters is surprised. And later, she, we see that she leaves him. She says, I'm not ready. And his best friend, George Lopez, says, I had an inkling. Well, this begs the question, if you have that inkling or if you have a sense, do you tell someone your true thoughts or do you leave it alone to let it play out? And that's a tough question. Uh, I, and I feel like it depends. If your inkling is based on, I just don't like him, or he rubs me the wrong way, I think it's you have to be honest with your friend and tell them your opinion, but then you kind of got to step out of it. Uh, you know, if your inkling is based on genuine concern, I think it's okay to gently tell your friend about your concerns, but you still have to allow them to be the master of their own destiny. That, kind of what happened with um, Ashton and Jennifer in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone in, in real life has gone through this, where you have a friend yeah. or even a relative, sure. it could be a brother or sister, who's dating someone, they're getting serious, and you just really, you know, and, and you're right, you have to take your own personal feelings out of it, but if you can tell yeah. it's not the right person or they're not right, not the right connection, what do you do? Yeah. Do you say something? Because then you risk for yeah. all time being the one who was the naysayer. Um and it's, it, there is sort of a funny scene between Ashton and George Lopez where when George Lopez says, I had an inkling, Ashton says, you're supposed to tell if you have an inkling. It's in the handbook to share the yeah. inkling. Yeah. Well, yeah, If you tr- when you're in a relationship, a friendship with somebody, uh, you got their back. So if your inkling is based, you know, again, on genuine concern, yeah, I do believe you need to speak it. But if you just don't like someone, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that person is bad or wrong for your friend. That you just don't like them. So you have to really right. discern where you're at and where this is coming from before you approach your friend. Have you ever had this situation? Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, with my father, I had this situation, and I told him because I did have genuine concerns. But then I, I let it alone, and I said, okay, you do what you want. You, you know, I don't expect someone to live their life by my rules. So, uh, and he continued with the relationship, and it turned out that it played out, and it didn't work out. 
I but, told. Okay. I told a friend. And how did you? And, and how did yours turn? And out? It, it, she married him, and it's just been a rocky road. <laughs> we'll just leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> not yeah. that had I not said anything, but you know. Anyway, um, so I don't know whether it does really any good to tell. Yeah. It, ultimately, it are, has. Go ahead. Oh, I think. Oh, yeah, no. Let, let's move on. Let's move. On. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Garner. I love Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, I do too. You know, and and she's just likable. She's just there's so she she had I think she sort of had the audience's heart to begin with in the role. She was so sweet. She's having this yeah. uh relationship with Patrick Dempsey, who's a doctor in the film. Mm-hmm. And he's married. She doesn't know it. Ashton finds out and and he tells her and then she like denies it. Of course, she goes through the the steps like denial, no way. You know, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just feeling bad, and and she kind of puts it back on Ashton, and they're good friends. Uh, let's cover this whole mess. Okay. Well, you know, I completely understand when you're that happy, and you you don't want someone coming in and bursting your bubble, even if it's someone that you do trust presenting you with the truth. So yeah, that denial, I totally get that. And this goes back to the inkling, don't you think? Like an inkling is an inkling or a feeling. Mm -hmm. But then when you have proof, this is another level of having to share. Yes. Yeah, when you have proof, you really, you need to go forward. And because you have the the back of your friend, you you do. I think you have a responsibility. It's in the handbook. (laughs) You know? But I think... I think we need to address something here that happened in the movie. Initially, Ashton did not want to tell her. And George Lopez was the one who said, you got to tell her. you got to tell her. You have the proof. And it was only after uh, being spurred on by George Lopez that he decided to tell her. Because, And we also have to mention, he just got his heart broken. So he's like, I don't want her to have to go through that. So he kind of went through stages before he made that decision to confront her with the information. But he does. And he tells her, he does. And, and yeah, it's and that is a hard decision. That's sort of like why we're bringing yeah. this up because the movie does bring up whether it's you know from either side, male or female, having to tell the friend, or it's just it's a really bad position for everyone to be in. Yeah, yeah. you know, if the, for the friend and for the person who's going to hear the bad news, and it just and then it kind of it doesn't mm-hmm. change the friendship, and there's certainly there's the feelings of humiliation, and you know you're embarrassed or what if you didn't know, and she sort of has that, and they have the scene at the airport, she gets on the plane anyway to go surprise uh, Patrick Dempsey, and she gets mm-hmm. to this, she goes to the hospital where he's supposed to be at, and of course he's not on duty there, and I, I, the nurses at the station. We're looking at her with those eyes that know, like, yeah. oh, she's like another one of his girlfriends. Yes. Yeah, and I, I totally so got that impression. Her. Mm-hmm. I did too. My heart And broke. then the one nurse turns to the other one, like, should I tell? And the more senior nurse, like, shakes her head. And after uh, Jennifer uh, Garner gets the news that he's out to dinner with his wife, you know, who they're celebrating their anniversary – the other nurse comes over and tells her where they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of, I thought, a, a universal thing. Like that, you, you you know, when you have like a cheat, you, you kind of want to reveal them for who they are. Yeah. Although I have to say that way the whole thing played out in the end was kind of weird to me, uh, where she confronted them at the restaurant. I know it's Hollywood and all, but and then okay, she now, walks away like I've got my vindication, and she's ha- like. 
Like it was nothing. Okay, that was a little over the top. I agree with you, but what I what I, I I felt like it was definitely you're right. It was very Hollywood. However, it was the movie that is in all of our heads when you've been in that position. Hmm. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I guess yes, yes. I get that. Yeah. Like, you know, your mind goes to like the extreme things that you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, and you want to not the one on the anything. top and walk away confidently. And yeah, I get that. Right, and you want to look good doing it. She looked fabulous. Yeah. And, and he's yeah. sitting there, and the wife is sitting there, surprised. And you know, it's you're yeah. you're turning the table. She's in control. So I really felt like yeah. that yeah. was the the gift to the or, to the women of the in the audience who always thought about doing something like that. Right, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Sure. That's and she got funny. to I like live the it out you... in the film. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. So, okay, I apologize to the listeners. We, we seem to be dropping out here a little bit on the tech, but we'll just keep going through, Susan. So if I speak over okay. you, you speak over me, we'll just keep talking. Okay. Uh, okay. Jamie Foxx, he's a reporter, mm-hmm. and he gets reluctantly, he's sent out on this uh, assignment by Kathy Bates, who's, I guess, the news uh, editor, and uh, she tells him, I need you to cover Valentine's Day. I need happy, I need romantic, I need love. So here we have the media creating this mm-hmm. image or impression of, of what's supposed to be the most romantic holiday of the year. Yes. And I'm going to apologize in advance because this is a soapbox moment for me. I hate to categorize Valentine's Day as a holiday. The media, consumerism, they perpetuate these ideas. Why can't we be happy and romantic and loving every day? Now, I, I am a Valentine's hater. I'll admit it. You know, but our culture reserves this one day to display for love from our significant other. Now, I don't want my significant other feeling obliged to buy me a card that's not even written in their own words, just because our calendar dictates it. So okay. for me, a real you know, display of love would be surprising me with a little love note in my lunch some other day of the year. You know what I mean? Wonderful point. I just, very, it irked well, me very well pointed, put. And I think that this is really the underlying message of this, you know, when you really think about this with this whole movie and the, the focus and the energy and the money that is spent on this quote-unquote holiday, mm-hmm. you know, and and we, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a slap in the face mm-hmm. of the media in the movie, you know, art imitates life, um, where the the media in our real lives does this. You see all kinds of reports on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day at the florists and the reports of the roses being sold. Really well put, Susan. And and, and you're yeah. right. It should be every day. And in fact, I did a show recently uh, with Dave Siemensen uh, called Successful Relationships. And that was actually that we did that in February. And we talked about Valentine's Day being the, the time of year where, uh, you know, everybody reassesses their relationships. And you know we talked, and he he said something very similar to what you just said about it should be you know the whole year through. And for listeners, if you'd like to hear that show, that is at the Here We Are uh, station, and it was a very good show and very informative. And Dave was a great guest. Um, okay, Anne Hathaway. This was I, I like mm-hmm. her. And, I you do know, too. We covered her before in Rachel Getting Married when we did Chick Flick Chat, and this is a very different role for yeah. her here. She's dating yeah. Topher Grace, and she's moonlighting as a sex phone worker, and they're trying to establish this new relationship. Excuse me. So, uh, you know, I felt like with this there could have been so much more explored. I thought that out of all the uh, uh, connections going on, this was very shallow. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. And before I get into it, props to Anne Hathaway. She was very funny. I loved all her accents. Yes. She was cracking me up. Uh, one of the few moments during the movie I was laughing. Um, yeah, she she needs the money to pay off her student loans, so she gets the second job moonlighting as the phone sex operator. Topher doesn't find out to find out about this until later, and he totally rejects her based on this alone. I Absolutely, do like there's the, a lot going on there. I, I, what then, I liked was, see, you no, know, I didn't think there was. I mean, it was pretty much what you just said. It was pretty. It, I didn't really yeah. see a lot of depth in this, but I like her a lot, and I like him. But um, the she does make could have done a lot. That, that, yeah, that phone sex, the business of phone sex, the busiest day of the year is Valentine's Day, and that's probably true. And, again, people are seeking intimacy, but it's fake intimacy, just like the whole holiday yeah. is a fake uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, resemblance of, you know, intimacy. So, and, But I, what I did like about um, the one scene she does have with him when, when she says she's telling about the, you know, needing the money, she doesn't make any apologies for it. She does what she has to do, yeah. and, and she's yeah. just, you know, going forward. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, Shirley yeah. MacLaine. Mm-hmm. Love Shirley MacLaine, great actress. She does a wonderful job in a very small role. I would have liked to have seen this expanded a bit more, but she reveals right. to her husband that she had an affair years ago with his business partner, and the husband is played by Hector Elizondo. Uh, are some things better left unsaid? I think that's a tough question. Uh, I think every scenario is different. You know, um, if we were, I have to wonder if sometimes you're so far removed from a situation that it doesn't serve a purpose to purge a secret. You know, like, for example, if your significant other is on their deathbed, is that a time to clear your conscience? Probably not. <laughs> you know? Probably uh, not. On the, right? On the other hand, you know. I don't know why I'm laughing secret. about that. I, it's not a funny <laughs> scenario. But it just that would not be the time to say, oh, by the way, right. remember your business partner? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Because they're dying and you feel a sense of guilt, not you know, that's not the time. Uh, if the secret puts the other person in harm or if it, it's hurting the relationship in a negative way, yeah, it's probably something good to get out there and deal with. So I, guess, I think and it really I, depends. Yeah, and, I, and, you know, we learned from them in the end that, the, that the, it's about loving the whole person, the, you know, the warts and all, although this, yeah. and I'm not sure that that, connect, that resonated with me in the right way with how they came back together. I kind of thought that was yeah. glossed over, and that's what I meant. I would like to have seen more about yeah. this. Uh, you know, Agreed. I guess you're right. Every situation is different, and, and this is one of the universal themes that this movie brought up is that are things better left unsaid in a long-term relationship? Like sometimes, he, yeah. you know, he, they were going along, did, she did it, you know, I don't know. Nobody yeah. knows. It's, but at the same time, I thought, hmm, interesting question. Full mm-hmm. disclosure versus non-disclosure. Yeah, yeah. I think it really depends. It depends, you know. And, and yeah. But but then again, some people would say, oh no, you have to tell. But is it is telling yeah. only to relieve your own guilt? Um, Jessica Biel, all yeah. alone, hating Valentine's Day, throwing a party for herself and other other haters of the holiday, mm-hmm. of which you would probably mm-hmm. have been invited if you were in this movie. Because <laughs> you're a hater of Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> But they all—they all come together to this party in the end, where she, you know, they're, so they're all basically seeking a camaraderie or togetherness or something on this holiday, which is supposed to be for camaraderie and togetherness. So it's sort of an antithesis of what you know the whole thing. The, the party is an antithesis of the, of the representation of the holiday. But uh, mm-hmm. it, when they're in the restaurant where the party's taking place, on the other side of the restaurant, there's a wedding happening. Yeah, so you have this, this juxtaposition of people hating the holiday and mm-hmm. others, you know, getting together. That I thought yeah. was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, hard to believe Jessica Biel was all alone. 
I, I understand what you're saying, but I, honestly, I didn't find it hard or hard to believe. I mean, they're a good group of actors. They played their parts well. And, and I didn't perceive her character, you know, even though she's gorgeous, why does she need to have to date? Have, why is it expected that she should have a date because she's gorgeous? You know, I just didn't see that because there could be other issues going on with her character that keep her in a position of loneliness. So for me, that didn't, that didn't follow through. Okay, I agree with you, and I think love. everybody deserves love. It doesn't matter if you're five foot eleven and you know look like Jessica Biel. It what matters yeah. is you know finding it and being a whole person, and loving yourself first. However, mm-hmm. I think in this movie, it was it just didn't with her having such an extreme passion of uh, about against the holiday. I just didn't think it meshed up right. I just kept feeling like I was it wasn't uh, flowing well. It just didn't work for her. Uh, with her mm-hmm. in that role, and you're right. I mean, it's and there are beautiful women that are alone on Valentine's Day, so that doesn't really have anything to do with it necessarily. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. There were other. You think issues it was more with the writing? I, I don't know. But did, were the other issues she was having? I didn't get the. Let, wait, you know what? Something you said just sparked this. I didn't get the impression that her issues that she said she had had to do with anything but the fact that she didn't have a date on Valentine's Day. Agreed. I do agree with that. And I think that was the weakness in that, that if she had other things or she was, you know, we were seeing she was so busy in her career or something yeah. like that, that would be, so that was a little, that I just thought was miscasting. Okay. Or maybe the was writing. a disconnect for you? Yeah, definitely yeah. a disconnect. And I would have liked that to have been explored more. And, you know, and she's, a, she's a good actress and, you know, she's obviously gorgeous. And, you know, there's just, there was stuff there that could have happened. Um, yeah. Which that was a little bit of a lost leader. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I did like in this movie that they cast women of all ages, which obviously they had all yeah. these vignettes happening. But Emma Roberts is turning 18; she's coming of age, all the way up to Shirley MacLaine, who's you know in the twilight years. Like that a lot. Re- full representation yeah. of love from young to old. Yeah, yeah, and that was the nice part because they did explore so many different aspects of relationships along the. The age, uh, different, the line of, diff, uh, like you said, 18 years old to Shirley MacLaine, who's ready to renew her vows after, what was it, 45 years marriage, whatever it was. That was very nice. The unfortunate part about the movie, I think, was that they didn't, they, there was so much going on, they didn't have the ability to explore these re- relationship issues further. But I did yeah, like was- the, all the different contrasts. Yeah, there wasn't you didn't you didn't have the opportunity to go to to be deep with it. Um it was all yeah, yeah very surface and but I but it well, I think also the the message there is that everybody wants love. Everybody yeah. wants romance. Mhm. Mhm. Whether you're 18 yeah. or you're 70 something or 80 something. And not that Shirley McLean is yeah. 80 something, but you know what I'm saying like it doesn't matter yeah. where you are in your life. Everybody wants yeah. romance. Yes. Yeah. It's true. You know, and and and, and why shouldn't we? have romance but it doesn't have to be going back to this thing about valentine's day every on one day of the year it would be nice to have it spread out and all all the expectations that come with that one day the roses the candy the cards the the pressure whatever oh my gosh how do people do it so i just remove myself (laughs) from the okay now other casting thoughts susan bradley cooper Um, love bradley cooper as Eric Dane's yes. boyfriend. So that was a surprise. Oh, we, we did a little spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. You know, he, yeah. he's uh, 
you know, that was that was interesting. And then Julia Roberts, uh, where Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts are on the airplane on a very long flight home. You know, she's coming home mm-hmm. to see her son, another form yeah. of, of love. And uh, and then Queen Latifah, she's taking charge. Yeah. She's this, you know, high-powered businesswoman. And what we see with her, though, is that she's alone. She ends up being alone, but she's comfortable with it. That's right. That's, and that's Versus fine. Jessica no, Biel. That's, that's the, yes which was a nice dynamic that that played out. Uh and that's the another issue with Valentine's Day is the fact that um they make it seem like it's not okay to be alone on Valentine's Day. And there's oh, nothing wrong with it. Right? And, and right. like you said Queen Latifah she's so confident in herself she doesn't need she doesn't need to be with someone in that on that day. Which I think is great. Susan, you know you have to be confident within yourself. Wow. I, I I want to get to the set and wardrobe, or not so much the wardrobe, but really anything anything about the movie overall that you, you noticed that? No, nothing stood out for me. It was nice to okay. see you shop in L.A. I've never been DJ. there. Okay, the, the radio DJ okay. in the background reminded me of American Graffiti, which is one of my favorite movies. So I, I like that. Okay. I like that effect. It's a nice vehicle to, to move the movie along. And what were your overall impressions? Is this, does the film benefit anyone? Is this a film that you'd recommend? Uh, I didn't see any benefit to it. it. It's a cute flick, mildly enjoyable. That's about it. Uh, I like an intersecting plot. So that is one thing that kept me interested in it. And, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I saw this a while ago, and then in, in, just, in you and I discussing which movie we were going to do uh, and choosing Valentine's Day, one of the reasons I came back to it was because I do like an intersecting plot, and I, I, I wanted to see it again and, and break it down. And, you know, it, okay, so that's George Lopez. One benefit out of the whole movie, the best mm-hmm. quote of the movie, he says, and I, I don't remember, oh, he says it to Eric Dane when they get a little fender bender on the road. Um, yeah. We have two minutes left, Susan. Uh, he says, for some people, love doesn't exist unless you acknowledge it in front of other people. Hmm. I think hmm. that pretty much drilled down the entire point of the the holiday yeah. and the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the end, we have the ultimate Hollywood ending of the big screen kiss. Mm -hmm. So does this send the message that, don't worry, it all works out in the end? Uh, You know, (laughs) it wouldn't be our culture if we didn't wrap it up perfectly with a nice little bow. Uh, Yes, it perpetuates the message overall, but I don't think it was strong enough in this movie to provide any concern. It was just fluff. Okay, movie music at the end. When they're kissing, the song playing is singing, Today was a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the culture. Susan, we the covered perfection. a lot. We, we did. A lot I'm one surprised. minute. We're going to okay. have to pick another movie very soon, so Sarah. we'll talk about that. Uh, as always, Susan, I can't wait for the next Chick Flick Chat. I have a, I have a list, so we'll discuss it. And we'll see. Right. If anybody would like to send in some suggestions, please do. Uh, yeah. And you can always email us right through uh, Here We Are with Lucy. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I, I guess I'll just say, if you're looking to veg out with nothing too deep or serious or overly sappy, this is a movie for you. It was fun. It, it was, was cute. Yeah, yeah, it was it cute. Was cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like what we talked about. I think there, there there could have been more. We'll we'll see if in the new movie that you mentioned earlier, the New Year's Eve movie, if they mm-hmm. maybe go a little deeper. I hope they do. I hope so, too. So I guess we'll have to follow up on Chick-fil-A Chat with that one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Susan, Schedule's filling thank up. you very much. 
And that's a wrap. This is Lucy Weston. Thank you so much for listening to this updated podcast of Chick Flick Chat. And you can always find me at Better brightereasier.com, home of Rumigator, the natural neutralizer. Chat with you next time. Bye for now.